You're listening to Weight Loss for Life Coaches, Episode 50, with Master Certified Life and Weight Loss Coach, Paige Bowman. Welcome to Weight Loss for Life Coaches, the weekly podcast for coaches who are growing their coaching business and on their weight loss journey. Each week, we'll be tackling why weight loss feels hard and how to make hitting your weight loss goal the simplest thing you do all day. Today, we are going to walk and talk about my 30-day digital declutter. And y'all, this has so much to do with weight loss. It's ridiculous. I'm going to break this down in a few parts. So first, we'll talk about my why. Why did I go on a 30-day digital declutter? What that means, what my setup looked like. And then I'll talk to you about how it affected my thoughts about weight loss and buffering and living my human experience and what I'm taking from that digital declutter into my life now because I'm definitely done with the 30 days. It was a long 30 days (laughs) and it wasn't so much a detox but it was a declutter so I'll talk to you about what is still decluttered I guess is how I want to say it. So first let's talk about my why. Why did I decide to go 30 days pretty much screen-free except for work. So I continued seeing my clients on Zoom on the computer and posting and doing stories for work, mainly only that. And otherwise, that was it for screens. So no TV, no YouTube, very little internet browsing, no personal engagement in social media for the most part. I only watched TV slash movies three times and it was with my husband twice and then some friends the third time. But otherwise that was it. I did pick up my phone for the most part. So I relied on clocks and I ended up buying two watches, a digital watch for when I run and when I walk. I say run, but when I walk, (laughs) although I did start running recently with my walks, but I normally just, yeah, just walk. And then I bought an analog watch, this cute little silver watch for, you know, regular day-to-day stuff because I was doing a digital declutter. So 30 days of very little screen time, but also focusing on what do I want to be doing with my time in these 30 days. That was kind of the point. The reason why I decided to do this is because I realized I was using screens, especially TV, YouTube, movies, etc., streaming a lot and really buffering with just being so engrossed in something that I was watching or listening to, but mainly watching. And when I say buffering, by the way, what I mean is not wanting to hear my brain or experience my emotions or my body sensations, so engrossing myself in something that will make that go away. What you're really doing is you're buffering from your human experience. So you're not in it, you're trying to resist it or avoid it. And in the coaching world, we call that buffering. And you can use anything to buffer. And the way we know it's a buffer is because you're using the thing to not experience your life. And 
You also know it's a buffer if it gives you a net negative result. So when I'm watching something, instead of feeling my emotions or doing the thing I said I was going to do, I'm not feeling my emotions. So net negative result, I'm not getting better at that. And maybe I'm not getting a task done. And I just realized that I was using screens to not experience my life, to avoid feeling anxious and stressed, to feel better. And it just hit me. I was like, I knew what the thing was. I knew what a 30-day digital declutter meant. I knew what it was. And I was like, it's time. It is time to work on this part of my life. The things that I use in the digital world as something to used to no longer be in my human experience, it's time to work on that. Which if you're listening to this podcast, you have done this work or you're doing this work now or want to when it comes to food. It's the same thing. We do the work to no longer use food to buffer from our human experience. And I've done that work and continue to do it. And I wanted to do that with digital stuff and watching things and screens. And the last reason I decided to do this 30-day digital declutter is because I love to grow. I'm always looking for new ways to evolve, get better at feeling my feelings, watching my brain, etc. And I've done things like doing no sugar, no flour, and putting 100 beads in the urge jar as quickly as I can or different challenges like that when it comes to weight loss or just food stuff in general. And I was like, this would just be the next level because... Listen, y'all, I'm a kid of the 90s, okay? My mom (laughs) put me in front of a TV and I was really good. I was a good kid. And I watched a lot of TV or I grew up in the country and we barely had internet when I was in high school. And I watched a lot of TV because I was bored. (laughs) So it's just been such a big part of my life is to have TV on. And then, of course, when social media came out and and the internet became a bigger part of my life that just got added into the mix of what I surround myself with. And so it's kind of been a, this is something I want to work on in general kind of thing. And so I thought, let's just do it. Let's do this digital declutter. Okay. So now let's talk about where this came from and how I set it up. So y'all have heard me talk about Cal Newport. I read his book, Deep Work, and I've definitely talked about that on the podcast. And The second of his books I read was Digital Minimalism. And this book is about how things like screens and the internet can become invasive in our lives and then how to be practical about living a life where these things are just a part of it, not necessarily the main part of your life. He's not anti-technology or anti-social media or anti-any of that. But he does have a lot to say about how, especially the way, for example, social media is designed to get your attention and how if you're not in the know about that, you could become someone who spends a lot of your time on this platform without realizing it. And if you were really being intentional, that's not how you would spend your time. So I love the book. I would highly recommend it. I think he is a simple writer in the sense of like, not that he's not intelligent, but it's easy for me to grasp. And if it's easy for me to grasp, you'll love it because when it comes to nonfiction books, 
it takes me a while to read them and to really understand what the person is saying, but with his, I can fly through them, but they're so smart and very useful. So I would highly recommend the book, Digital Minimalism. And then in that book, he talks about the 30-day digital declutter. Now, here's what's fun. I knew about the 30-day digital declutter because I'd watched someone talk about it on a YouTube video. Isn't that funny? (laughs) Kind of ironic. And so I hadn't read the book, but I knew about the 30-day declutter. So I just decided to start the declutter and then I went and bought the book. (laughs) And I think I finished it right after the declutter actually. So it just goes to show you can just get started doing something without having hardly any of the information. (laughs) But what I did do is I used other people's examples who had went through the 30-day declutter themselves or who did their own. And then, of course, I picked up the book and I started reading it. And then I used this person whose video helped me understand and learn about what it was. I used their example as well. And so here's how I set it up. I had set a protocol of what I would do and what I wouldn't do when it came to screens for the 30 days. So I said, okay, I'm going to do my work, i.e. see my clients and take notes on the computer. I'm going to post once a day during the week, which is what I usually do. I'm going to post to my stories in one period of time. So I'm only on social media for maybe 15 minutes a day posting If I had recorded a group of stories, posted those at once along with my social media post. So I'm still adding value, giving you all things to think about and try out on social media. I would use my phone for text messaging and phone calls outside of work time. And for internet usage, I said I could get on the internet and browse, but it had to be on the computer, not on my phone for 20 minutes every other day. And then no, absolutely no watching videos, no YouTube, no streaming, no TV, no movies. And my caveat for that was if my husband and I wanted to watch something or this was also during Thanksgiving and I was with a group of friends and we all decided to watch a movie or a show, I think it was. And so I watched two or three movies and one show. And so I had that protocol set up in the beginning and I said, I'm going to do this for 30 days. And then the last thing I said I was going to do was journal. So every day I would say, what's going well so far? What's challenging? What am I learning? And I even added a question in there. Someone recommended, what am I grateful for? I thought that was really fun to answer for 30 days. And that was it. That was my protocol. So phone is for text messages and phone calls. And that's it. Work time is okay to be on screens, but that's it. And if I was going to use internet, it'd be every other day for 20 minutes on the computer. No TV watching and journal every day. And of course, read the book. Well, wouldn't you know, I ended up having lots of time to read that book and do other things, but we'll get into that. So let's just start with how it went for the first couple of days. And actually, before I get into that, I just want to say, I was also interested to see if this affected my urges for food, because 
basically what I'm doing here is saying something that I'm using for comfort, like we've talked about on the podcast. If you're someone who uses food to feel better, that's one of your tools for comfort. And we talk about working on changing that. Well, basically screens or watching things was a tool for comfort. And I was basically kind of taking that away. And I was interested to see if that increased the amount of urges I had to go back into using food for comfort. And so I was interested in watching that. But also, I just want to say, if you decide to do something like this, I made sure, and this is partly why I journaled every day, that I was paying attention to my experience, my emotions, how I was doing. Because for me, it's not just, oh, I want to look at screens less. It was what I said in the beginning. I love to grow and evolve and get better at being in my human experience and not needing to buffer or resist that. So I made that part of the declutter as well, is doing more check-ins, seeing how I'm doing, just how can I take better care of myself was kind of part of the declutter for me, maybe not in specific ways, but that was something I had in the back of my mind. Okay, so let's talk about the first couple of days. It got a little messy. I had the protocol, but it obviously wasn't clear enough for me to follow. And I felt confused and like, I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing or not doing and when. So that I had some grace and compassion for myself. But also here's your example of learning is I pause and maybe on day three or four and I said, okay, what's not clear? What do I need to make more clear so I can continue on? And that's something I recommend if you do something like not even a digital declutter, but you're practicing using the three steps or you have started your own protocol or you're using the urge jar, you're doing something new on your journey. If you can tell after a couple of days, you're not doing it anymore, pause and check in and see what's going on. Why have I stopped this? What feels complicated? What's not simple enough for me so that I keep going and doing this thing? Fighter. Okay, so I had to simplify my protocol or just make it more clear. Like, okay, here's when you check your email for work, which honestly has been fantastic even now over a month later and saying, okay, not quite a month later, but a couple of weeks later and saying, okay, I really like how I did this during the declutter and I want to keep doing it that way. So I just needed to get more simple, more clear with myself. I love the journaling, even in the beginning. And I love that throughout. And here's what in the beginning was hard and what was easy. Not getting on social media for personal reasons was actually quite easy because I had already started being more intentional about when I get on social media or what for prior to this 30-day digital declutter. So that was actually pretty easy. What was hard was not watching anything. Y'all, especially in week two, this was pretty interesting to see how I dealt with things or how hard it felt like to deal with things when I didn't have something to watch. But I'll get more into that when I go into the middle part. I will say I had coaching set up throughout the week. So time with my coach to get coach, I had already had it on the calendar. So after a couple of days in the beginning, I realized I get a lot done when watching something isn't an option. 
this is interesting. And so I kind of just did a little download to my coach and she said, maybe it's because instead of busying your mind with watching something, now you're just busying your body. And I thought, you might be right. (laughs) Now I'm just doing things to distract myself. So I had to pause and I had to check in with, am I just filling my time with checking things off my task list? And is that what I want to be doing? Okay, so let's get into the hard middle. That's what I'm calling it. So I will say, I haven't talked about this much on the podcast, but there's just been some things going on in my personal life. Everything's okay, but it's actually been kind of a hard year. I mean, maybe I have talked about this on the podcast, but just not getting into specifics right now. And I just had a hard second week because of things that were going on and not having TV to turn to. And I was journaling on, I think it was like day 13. And I just started crying and I was like, I hate and I feel so sad. It's not that I hate, it was that I feel so sad that I don't have TV to turn to during this hard time. And I just cried. I sat on the couch and I cried. Y'all, I cried because I couldn't watch TV. But I share this with you. And at the time I was like, I'm never telling anyone this. This is so embarrassing. But I will tell you right after that, I had some clients who are working on not going to food for comfort. And I had a couple of clients come to me with the same kind of story, how sad and how they were in grief because this thing that has been the thing they go to to feel better for so long isn't for that anymore. And they were grieving it. And so I was like, I need to share this because... I've done that and it's been a little while since my experience with changing how I feel and what I think about food. But this was kind of new for me because TV has always been a tool for comfort, but it just never occurred to me how much it meant to me. And so when I was sitting there crying and I was journaling, I let myself cry it out. And then I thought, okay, why is this so sad? What do I make watching TV mean that it's causing so much grief inside of me that I can't watch it. And here's what I learned about myself. Y'all, this is so good. I go to TV for feeling connected, joy, and intrigue. I just felt shooketh. Like, whoa. I make TV mean so much that when I want to feel connection or joy or intrigue, That's the thing I go to first. And when I say TV, I mean movies, anything you stream, YouTube, like these are the things I prefer. And like, I was just flabbergasted. I don't know why I'd never realized it before, like how much TV meant to me in the past, but to be able to state it so clearly and then just to be in the truth of that, it kind of rocked my world for a second or longer than a second. But the awareness of that changed the game. So what made the middle hard is because I had a hard week. And like I was just explaining, I I couldn't go to TV to feel better. I had to just (laughs) sit with my thoughts and my feelings because I also wasn't trying to busy my body, which I had learned in the first week. And so I was really embracing the suck (laughs) This is an old military term. I think that's where I got it from. Yeah, the military. We say embrace the suck to where you just like 
this feels terrible and I'm just going to be in the terrible. I'm not going to try to make it go away. So it was the second week that I finally embraced the suck. I realized what TV meant for me and that awareness and that feeling of my world being rocked really made the end of this 30 days feel transformative. And that's why I decided to do a podcast episode on my experience because of how much changed for me in 30 days. And I'm still in so much awareness and making changes in the now afterwards. But I feel like if we get to this place, if we can get to this place where we're just so honest about our relationship with food and we just sit with that and we say, here's the truth of it. I need food. I go to food to feel better. It's been the thing that has made me feel safe for decades and just say it. I go to food to feel connected, joy, peace, calm, etc. And just sit with that and not try to make it go away or deny it or wish it was different. I feel like that's the key. And my experience with changing my relationship with food was a little bit different because I didn't do something like a 30-day digital declutter. I didn't do a 30-day food declutter. Although I've done periods of time with no sugar and no flour, but you're still eating food. So this felt a little bit different to just say, I need TV to feel better, to feel safe, to feel joy. And that's my truth right now. And then to sit with that, not try to change it, rocked my world, changed everything for me. And so I wanted to share this on the podcast for those of you who feel just like this need for food, especially sugary foods or the kind of foods that give you those dopamine hits. And it feels like it just has this hold around you. If instead you could flip that around and say, you know what? It's not that it has a hold on me. It's that I have a hold on it. And here is my truth. And I'm just going to sit with that. And I'm not even going to make it go away right away. I'm just going to be honest. I think that's the key. (laughs) I say that. and I'm sure I've already said this before and I've coached on it. But there's just something about having gone through what I just went through that makes it feel different this time. I don't think it's too dramatic to say that I feel like I became a different person in those 30 days. Because after that hard middle and just making that realization that I was just telling you about, I then went to make a change and I asked myself, okay, now where do I want to get connection and joy and intrigue from? If that were something I were going to change in my life and I actually hadn't seen some of my friends and hadn't spent time with hanging out with people in a while. And I didn't even realize that that was the case. And so during that 30 days, especially there in the middle, I made that change and I went and hung out with people. And there was one weekend where I saw just a couple different groups of friends. And after each one, I just about broke down and cried. I remember leaving, hanging out with one of my groups of friends and just crying in my car and realizing that I had been kind of shutting myself off from people because of what I was going through at home and with my personal life and wasn't ready to share about that, but I still needed a connection. So that's why I was going to TV. 
But then realizing that TV is not the thing I want to go to for connection. It's just not. I want to enjoy it for entertainment purposes, but not to feel connected. And so I opened myself back up to hanging out with people and bringing people into my life and not keeping them at a distance. And that felt so just good. (laughs) Not only did I feel connected, but I felt joyful and love and like, oh, this is what I was missing. And then I thought about, well, where do I want to get my joy and intrigue from? And I really thought about, well, what do I mean by I get joy and intrigue from TV? And I think I have to remember exactly how I put this, but it was in some sense, it was like, well, I just don't have drama in my life. Like, that's just not me. I don't create drama. Even if I am going through a hard time, I don't make it dramatic. But there's something intriguing about drama on TV. And I thought, okay, again, just being honest, getting some awareness with myself. And I asked myself, well, if I were to experience joy and intrigue in my life, and it wasn't because I created drama or because I was watching TV, what might that look like? And... That has been really fun to explore. One thing that I know to be true is that I love setting goals and I love thinking about my purpose in life and working towards that purpose. And I think just during this period of time in my life, I haven't been focused on that as much, which I think I knew that's why I was ready to do this digital declutter. And so one thing that Cal Newport recommends in his book, Digital Minimalism, is to have some personal deep thinking time, to write out your values, to ask yourself what you want to be doing with your time. What are your high leisure activities? Go make things with your hands. Go write about your dreams. Go take action towards them. I'm definitely, what's the word when you say what someone says, but not exactly? (laughs) Whatever that is. That's what I just did. So he doesn't say exactly like that, but that's what I got from the book. And so what I thought about joint intrigue, I thought about, oh yeah, you know what's intriguing is thinking about what I feel like my purpose is and working towards that. And one thing I've needed to do is break that down, kind of like the protocol I set. How do I work towards my big dreams and my big goals today so that today I feel the joy and intrigue? Instead of, well, those are big goals, not working on those on a Saturday, so I'll just watch TV for my joint intrigue. No, not anymore. So that's just been an interesting switch around, but also a good change. I know how I'm working towards one of my big goals and my big dreams, and I'm doing it today, and it feels joyful and intriguing. And the reason I keep coming back to those emotions is because that's just what came up for me during my journaling and the process. But whatever it is for you, right? What do I go to food to feel? What are those top three emotions? And how do I want to experience those outside of food if that were a possibility? And then go try it out. That's what I'm doing. I'm trying it out. And then the last thing I'll say for the end specifically, and then I'll tell you about what's happening in my now is I traveled for a week. I flew two times, actually four times, if you count the planes I was on. I was with friends. I was at an event. I was, yeah, traveling. 
which here's what's really fun is being the only person on a plane pretty much who is not watching a movie and feeling like you're a weirdo, except that didn't last very long because then I was like, well, I'm busy dreaming or working on my dream or reading an awesome book. So, and the fact that I survived, I doesn't surprise me now, but I think beforehand I thought, why? Why am I doing this when I travel in my calendar? But I travel a lot, so that was just going to be inevitable no matter when I did it. So you can, in fact, be screen-free and not engage with digital things even when you travel, my friend. I just did it. (laughs) And I used to stress out. So here's just a little insight into me and how important TV and movies were. I would have movies downloaded and ready to watch on planes or in the airport because, you know, I would be so bored and I don't want to think about where I'm at or what I'm doing. I just want to be in a movie. And I would have multiple movies downloaded and ready to watch. And this time I was like, I'm just going to be at the airport. (laughs) I'll just look around and watch people watch things. (laughs) Is that weird? (laughs) I don't think so. Okay, so what is happening now? I'm finding that I'm definitely continuing on with many of the things. And that because I'm not in the digital declutter, I also have some, some thoughts that are making it hard for me to continue on with some of the things. I actually just got coached on this this week. I talked about how this is feeling hard to do now that I'm not in a quote unquote 30 day digital declutter. So I had, think I had some thoughts that in the declutter, I would not use my phone as much or only get on the internet on my phone or not watch TV, etc. And now that I'm not in it, I've got some thoughts like, well, but I'm not in a declutter. So I've got some things to clean up, which is fun because I love growing and working through these things. But I will tell you that I'm really liking thinking about my, this is something he talks about in the book, low leisure activities like TV, scrolling, browsing the internet, etc. as exceptions, like I do food. And so that is actually new since the declutter happened to where now I'm thinking about how I plan out things like pecan pie or cranberry bliss bars at Starbucks or candy. I'm thinking about how, which I already plan those out days in advance. And that's just a norm for me. So I'm starting to think about the same thing with my low leisure activities. I'm really liking that. It feels good to still let this be something that I'm using for entertainment, but it's not my go-to when I'm just sitting there doing nothing. So that feels really good. And I'm enjoying exploring and experimenting with what that looks like and what I want it to continue looking like. I will say in the book, he does, I think I already said this, but he does suggest having personal deep thinking time. That's how, you know, you would spend your time instead of watching a movie on a Monday night, do some writing. I did not do that as much. I think there was still some avoidance and resistance to diving deep into 
my big dreams, especially until the end, which I've already talked about. But that's something that I'm playing with what that might look like now. And where's my resistance coming from? And I will tell you, I'm reading a book called 4,000 Weeks. I don't know if I've talked about that on the podcast yet, but it's really good. And I have my answer now. I know now why I don't want to sit there and think about what my purpose is or what are my big dreams and why am I here? Because he talks about in the book, 4,000 Weeks. That's uncomfortable because we are then facing how finite our lives are. And that can be uncomfortable, super uncomfortable. So I'm starting to understand where my resistance is coming from. And I'm enjoying having my day look like working, working out, you know, eating food, and then spending time thinking about my big goals and not resisting that anymore, instead of working and watching things. So I'm being super honest with you all because, and this is something I did not think I was going to share, but I think it's, you just change out screen time and watching things to eating. And it's the same thing, 1000% the same thing. And I wanted to share my experience because whether using food or TV, it's the same thing. You're using it to create an emotion and to not feel something. And you can totally change your life by just thinking about what are those three emotions, those top three emotions that I go to food to feel and just spending all the rest of your time in between, you know, working and family life, creating those emotions outside of food. Just doing that, you'll change your life. And so I wanted to share my experience with you if one, this sounds interesting, I would highly recommend the digital declutter, but two, just take everything I said about watching and put in eating and it's the same thing and it totally applies. And I personally would love to hear someone's experience. I did a lot of research before the declutter <laughs> on how people did this, what they experienced. And if you listen to the episode on embracing boredom, like if I look back now, I can see how this was coming because that blew my mind, the idea of embracing boredom. And then I worked on that and I realized, oh yeah, I have some thoughts about just being with my brain and with my body and working on that and then being ready. And I think that got me ready for doing something like a digital declutter. Okay, so what does the future hold for me from or since doing the digital declutter? I think similar to how I go no sugar, no flour, so I don't eat sugar and flour for three to four weeks at a time. I do that two or three times a year. I think I'll do the same thing. I will do a digital declutter every couple months for a month at a time and just do it differently and do it better each time and see what comes up. I'm really looking forward to that. I think the next one will be in March, I think is what I've decided. And yeah, so I will keep you all updated on that. And of course, I am working on getting better at doing that personal deep thinking. In his book, Deep Work, Cal Newport talks about doing deep thinking for your job. And in Digital Minimalism, he talks about applying that to your personal stuff. And so I kind of talked about 
you know, what kept me from doing that and how I didn't do it as much during the declutter. But I am making that a priority now, especially because I understand what's keeping me from doing it. And I'm like, that's not good enough reason. (laughs) I am making peace with my finite amount of time. And therefore, I will use that finite amount of time in the way I want to. And that means doing deep thinking about my life and my purpose and my big goals and my dreams. So that's something I'm working on. And I kind of already talked about this where I'm planning my low leisure activities like I would my exceptions. But I am finding that now that I'm not in the digital declutter, I'm picking up my phone much more often. So something I'm working on and I'm getting coaching on is how do I make the things I was doing in the declutter a permanent part of my life and not just something I did in a challenge? And I'm sure you know what I'm talking about, where you've done this like 30-day diet or 30-day challenge where maybe it's no sugar, no flour or... um you know, working out for 30 days in a row or something like that. And after the challenge is done, you're like, I'm done. (laughs) So I am getting coaching and doing my own self-coaching on why I've attached the things I was doing to being in the declutter challenge kind of thing and how to implement those things in my daily life. And this is something I coach my clients on is how to make something like doing the three super simple steps a permanent part of your life and not just something you're doing while losing weight. So it's the same idea and I know some of the answers. Of course, I coach my clients on it, but I'm just taking it a step deeper with myself. So those are some of the things I'm working on now and how the future will look for me. And then the last thing I wanted to share is surprisingly, my urges for food did not go up and I did not gain weight. I'm surprised just because it was a hard time and there was a lot of traveling, but I just have a different relationship with food to where even during a hard time and I didn't have TV as an answer, I didn't go to food because that's just not my relationship with food anymore. So that was kind of cool and I want to give myself a pat on the back for that. And I just want to say, if you're interested in doing a 30-day digital declutter, I highly recommend. Go for it. Pick up the book, set your protocol, journal every day, try it out, see how it goes, and send me a message or an email. You can send me a message on Instagram at lifecoachpageb or send me an email at hello at pagewoman.com. I love when you all do that and you tell me how much you love the podcast and how it's helping you. But if you do the digital declutter, definitely reach out to me. I want to hear all about it. All right, that's it for this episode. That is it for my recap on doing a 30-day digital declutter. I hope you enjoyed hearing about my experience and feel free to use any of it. And again, ask me any questions and yeah, swap out watching or being on your screen with eating. And there you go. I hope you love this episode. If you did, give us a five-star rating and review on your favorite podcast platform and share this episode with someone you know would get so much out of it. And if you're looking to lose weight and work with a one-on-one coach and you want help doing that, I would love to help you. You can go to 
pagewoman.com slash services and click book your consultation call. And on that one hour free call, we'll talk about what's not been working, what you've tried, what your goal is, and I'll share with you how I can help you with my program. All right, you all, that is it for today's walk and talk, the last walk and talk of the year. I will see you later. Bye.